0: This is the Three Lions Podcast, the only podcast by England fans for England fans and welcome, welcome, welcome to this, our second podcast of 2018 in what has been a relatively quiet year thus far for the national game, despite of course what is coming around just five months from now. The countdown to the 18th of June may indeed be on, but today our focus is on another competition. The first ever Uwatha Nations League. The draw has been made and England's opponents are waiting in the wings. Today we're going to look forward uh, to that starting later on this year. We'll chat about the competition itself and have a look at whether it's possible to Another trophy can be added to that now bulging cabinet at Wembley Stadium. My name is Ryan Power. This is episode 15 of the Three Lions podcast. Let's go. So without further ado, it's time to bring my esteemed co-host to the mic. There really is no introduction needed these days. Mr. Russell Osborne. Good evening, Russell.
1: Tick, tick, tick. One, two, one, two. Hello, hello.
0: Yes, you are. You are live and in session. How are you? I'm
1: very well, thank you. Yourself?
0: <clears throat> very well. Thank you very much. It's been uh, it's been a fairly quiet uh, start internation- to the international calendar, hasn't it?
1: Well, all of January, it's it's been fairly quiet. I've been going putting some notes down, and then these last this last week, boom, everything's sort of kicked off.
0: It's all been happening. There's been a bit of controversy. We will yeah. we will get to that in due course. There's of course been as well a uh, a a new announcement in terms of some of the management of the England teams. We will definitely come to that in due course, Um, and there's also a few other announcements um, along the way as well, but first and foremost, um, the Nations League, the uh, competition, which seems to have been the worst publicised competition, possibly in footballing history, um, because even though it's been about 10 years or something ridiculous in the making only now does anyone seem to know or care about it but as we touched on in our last episode of course we knew England were going to be in the uh, in league a uh, but we didn't know who we were going to play and obviously last week the draw took place uh, tell us about it russ
1: Oh, well, it was on, yeah, 24th of January, and I, I sat down and watched it via the UEFA website. Oh, lovely. And, you know, usually the, the World Cup draw goes, they fly through that, they rattle through that, don't they? They do, this, there's so many this, polite,
0: probably.
1: <clears throat> yeah, this seemed to drag on and on and on. <laughs> Did they have
0: any uh, any celebrity or any anyone interesting there doing said draw? Was Gary in on the in, in on the act again?
1: Uh, no, there was no or um, well, no Gerolina Cup But they, there was a Quite a heavy uh, Premier League presence For oh. players Players pulling out The the balls
0: Yeah
1: um, We had Alexander Kleb Oh, um, yes Belarus and Arsenal um, Pulling out Belarus For League D uh, Yari Litmanen um, oh, You may remember I Finland remember. and Liverpool yeah.
0: What a legend he was Yeah
1: Yeah Vladimir Schmitzer From the Czech Republic And Liverpool again and doing League One, Deco, Portugal and Chelsea. So wow, it was, it was it was quite Premier League heavy on that front. Um, but as for the host, I've I've no idea who that was.
0: <laughs> uh, well, no, no, not to worry. Is it like was it like some sort of Italian version of of Gary?
1: Uh, yeah, it could have been. Yes,
0: I don't know yeah. what that would look like, Fabrizio Ravinelli or someone presumably the old Silver Feather or whatever it was yeah. called.
1: Pulling crisps out of a bag.
0: <laughs> so we knew that the the game. So let's 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 refresh anyone's uh, memory who might not have seen much about this or might not have heard last month's cast uh, about exactly what's going on here. So we've got groups of three. England, we knew we were going to be in League A. There's four leagues: A, B, C, and D. Correct. And then within uh, within League A, there are four pools. Uh, Which have uh, very uh, cleverly been named Group 1, Group 2, Group 3 and Group 4. Um, Now within that, uh, we knew that we couldn't get the other teams who were in our sort of little seed as it were. Um, And then we were going to play one of four and one of four from the other two uh, pots. So to refresh people's memories, we could have got um, one of, well, we were guaranteed to get one of Germany, Portugal, Belgium or Spain. And we were also guaranteed to get one of Poland, Iceland, Croatia uh, or Holland. And we couldn't get France, Switzerland or Italy. That is right. uh, What happened?
1: So, well, should we start with start with our group, or should we work our way through it all? Group one, two, and three. Work our
0: way through it all. Why not?
1: Do you you know what? I I think group Group one. I thought was the uh, the spiciest one of all. Um, They these three nations all drawn out to uh, to play each other. Yeah. Holland, France, and Germany.
0: Brilliant. They all uh, border each other as well, don't they? Look at that, uh, so there's some think, sort of the fight for Central and Western Europe, love it.
1: Yeah, so I think that'll be, I mean, always Holland and Germany is a, uh, is a big game.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, group Group two, Iceland, Switzerland and Belgium.
0: So that mm-hmm. one's kind of, Belgium want to be pretty happy about that group, don't they? They've got a plum draw that. there.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, group three saw Poland drawn with Italy and Portugal. Mm-hmm. And then we were drawn out for group four where we will play Croatia and Spain.
0: Mm. So what do you make of that then? Given who we could have got, what do you think? I mean, what do you think? First of all, Spain. So it could have been Germany, Portugal or Belgium. They were our other options and we got Spain. What do you think of that?
1: It's both teams, are, both nations are will be tough. Um, Spain, obviously, you know what they're capable of. Whether they're a fading force, mm. who knows? I think I think they've all, they've always got something about them. I think in um, terms
0: of potential, they're probably the weakest of those four teams now.
1: Out of the pot, A hey, out of yeah, um, out
0: of Germany, Portugal, and Belgium. I mean, Portugal have had the better of them, and obviously are the champions previously. Germany, obviously, are going into the World Cup as one of the strong players. In fact, I think we both tipped them for victory, didn't we, in our predictor, in our predictor leagues. Um, Belgium, often flatter to deceive. I'm, I'm glad, though, in in the end that maybe we didn't get Belgium, even though I would very much like to go there, because obviously we are playing them in the summer anyway, so maybe it would be good to test us against someone else. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I mean, I I still think Spain are, if you were to put us side by side, I would say Spain are probably a a touch better. Than yes. us at this present moment in time. I think
0: they proved that at Wembley, didn't they? Really?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, and the other nation, Croatia. Um, not not an unknown quantity. Obviously, they're in this this top league. Um, but again, if you were to put us side by side against Croatia, I would say mm, perhaps we're we're probably be a bit better than Croatia. Yeah, agreed. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm
0: a you... bit. I'm a bit. So I think they've they've done well to get in it. I think. I think yeah, that but... looking down in League B, some of the League B teams would probably think that they are better than Croatia. And by well, that, especially... I'm talking Wales, Russia, Sweden, Ukraine, Republic of yeah. Ireland, Denmark, Czech Republic. They probably all think they're as good as Croatia, I would have said. I would Postlea. imagine so. Yeah. 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 So, it's uh... Slovakia, who obviously we know a lot about.
1: Yeah. I mean, if if you're looking at probably an an end table, mm-hmm. um, Of those three teams, I would imagine you're looking at Spain, England, Croatia. Um, That's a
0: bit negative, Russell, isn't it? Negative or realistic? (laughs) (laughs) Are you telling me we're not going to win this tournament?
1: Uh, No, not not in its inaugural season, no.
0: Right, Okay. No, you're not telling me? Or no, we're not going to win it?
1: No, we're not going to win it.
0: Oh, that's a shame. Okay. (laughs) However, one thing we can hopefully be buoyed by is, of course... Because, you know, one of the main reasons why we've been championing this from the start is that it does away with the meaningless friendly, which is absolutely brilliant. So we now know that four of the previously pointless games uh, are now going to mean something. Well, now- you'd hope
1: so. You'd hope there wouldn't be any more friendlies. But I'm just just to throw something into the mix, where you've got... Um, going down to groups or League C and League D, where there's four teams yes. um, in a league. Mm-hmm. Now, they've obviously got a an extra match night. Now, yes. it'll be interesting to see whether the match nights that we don't participate in and, for argument's sake, Georgia play Andorra, will we be having a meaningless friendly? Good question. Um,
0: don't know. So that's,
1: that remains to be seen. But, but the <laughs> amount meaningless <clears throat> friendlies has been reduced dramatically.
0: Yes, I mean, there are still gaps in the calendar for official meaningless friendlies, official meaningless friendlies, (laughs) i.e. in the run-ups to tournaments. And we'll obviously talk about now that England have uh, announced their pre-tournament friendlies for this current tournament. Um, So that will still exist. Um, But... What, of course, that does mean is one of the key things with this whole format is there is now relegation and promotion, which is brilliant. So right stuff. this is why it's good in many ways that we did get Croatia and certainly that we avoided, I don't know, Holland, maybe. Um, because if you come bottom of your group, you get relegated.
1: Mm. Well, it's exciting times, isn't it? Isn't
0: it just? So yeah. straight away, we've got four games. We've got four games, so we've got... Uh obviously Croatia home and away and uh Spain home and away. And if you come bottom of the group, see you later, you're out of League A. You get relegated into League B. Um which is which is no good at all. Um which is no good. So we don't we don't want that at all. Now let's have a look at that. So those those fixtures, uh, England's fixtures then, Spain and Croatia, uh, the dates, uh, we we already know the dates.
1: We do. So we, we start the whole campaign. Saturday the eighth of September. We've got a Saturday a game. Saturday
0: game at Wembley. Wow. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I'm sure Beer's I, bet, I
0: bet they've put it on in the afternoon. No. Oh, no, no. they put it on at night. Brilliant.
1: Seven forty five on well, a Saturday you, evening. You can't
0: have it all, can you? No. Why isn't that game at three o'clock?
1: Don't know. No idea.
0: I um, hate you, Afer. I'm sure it must be their fault. It's got to be their fault. They've determined that, haven't
1: they? Unless there's something going on somewhere in London that um, Sadiq Khan has said, no, 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 it can't clash with that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so we've got Spain to kick things off at home. Saturday, the And I tell you what, if we go and beat Spain at Wembley,
1: ooh, Put us in a great start, wouldn't it?
0: Wouldn't it just? Wouldn't Mm. it just? That would put us in a really strong position to maybe uh, push on uh, with this group. Um, And then we've got... So then it goes on to the traditional October doubleheader.
1: That's right. So we've got double header: Croatia away on Friday, the 12th of October. Again, a 7.45 kickoff um, and then a, a meandering journey from Croatia across Europe to somewhere in Spain for Monday, the 15th of October. Um, another evening game where we will we'll play Spain.
0: Tremendous. Great. And, then, uh, and then so then we conclude with the reverse fixture against Croatia
1: on Sunday, the 18th. Eighteenth of November at two p.m.
0: So the whole tournament is basically within a sort of seven-week period that's um, right. across October and November. And uh, if we finish mid-table, then then that's it basically for a couple of years, uh, or presumably for a year. Um, however, if we manage to if we manage to win, then uh, there is a draw for the finals in December. Yep. which is basically all of the group A winners. Now this is interesting. The host country will be selected from one of those four qualified teams. Oh, so didn't know that. if you win and you get to the finals, one of those four teams are going to host it basically. Which right, is, which is cool. So you got a chance yeah. of home advantage. One of the, well one of the teams will have home advantage. And then the finals are played between the 5th and the 9th of June. Uh, 2019 so there's a little mini exhibition tournament really I suppose but yeah. um, I'm all for that as well why wouldn't you want four of the best teams in Europe playing off against each other for a few days why no, would, I, think I, it'd be. I, I see no reason why that would be anything other than brilliant I
1: think it'd be great yeah
0: um, now I'm sure a lot of people like me saw that draw saw the fixtures which were immediately announced Um, and thought, oh, brilliant, so I need to take the Friday and the Monday, possibly the Tuesday, off work, off we go, straight to Croatia, Croatia, Spain, double header, both away, three days apart, oi, 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 lads, 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 fantastic, but there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a, a stick in that particular spoke, isn't there?
1: Isn't there just? Yes, we were all getting excited about, oh, where are we going in, in Croatia and, and whereabouts are we going in Spain? Mm. And Today, um, or oh, yesterday, sorry, 30th of January, uh, UEFA announced that Croatia would be played behind closed doors.
0: So we're not going anywhere? We're not going. After all not, that, all that go- that was made about it, and it turns yeah. out... We're not gonna get to do Croatia away after all. So this goes so this goes back uh from a game against Bulgaria in twenty fifteen.
1: Oh no it actually well it goes story? back or was the game no, no. even
0: skewer back before... than that.
1: Goes back to a game against Italy okay. um on the twelfth of june twenty fifteen, which was a Euro twenty sixteen qualifier.
0: I beg your pardon, yeah.
1: Um, You may remember, if you cast your mind back a a little way, there was a swastika that had been marked or or burnt onto the pitch. Of course uh, there was. As as you would. Mm. Uh, (laughs) And obviously it called uproar throughout um, Europe. Um, And ironically, that particular game against Italy um, was being played behind closed doors because of Croatia's previous um, (laughs) racist chance against Norway.
0: Against Norway? What what have Norway done to offend them?
1: I don't know. That's, yeah, Norway, a harmless nation, aren't they? Well,
0: I'd have said so Maybe not in around, like, I don't know, sort of 400 BC, they probably did a bit of raping and pillaging along the way, but allegedly...
1: So this was where UEFA decided that Croatia would have their next two home matches uh, would be played behind closed doors. And and we go back to where you mentioned Bulgaria there. Now, Bulgaria uh, in October 2015 was the first of those two UEFA-sanctioned home games. Croatia then went on to play... Uh, friendly home games against Israel, Moldova, and San Marino. However, they were just friendly games. Mm. And they've since, obviously, they played in um, the European Championships in France, and they've since played more home games, but these were under the FIFA World Cup qualifying banners.
0: Got yeah. Confusing, that,
1: isn't it? It is. So that's all all taken place now. And this second... UEFA sanctioned ban basically is our game in Zagreb supposedly or in Croatia. So that is where that second ban has coincided with our trip there.
0: So if there is any uh, silver lining to this if we can call it that because I think a lot of people are gonna be disappointed. I think Croatia away was probably a game I mean the whole point of this is that we get decent decent away trips. Uh, potentially against half-decent opposition, also places that maybe we haven't had a chance to go before. I think that's what ev- everyone wanted, the games in countries they haven't been to, I think, didn't they? Yes, to so say. I think so. And Croatia falls into that category. A lot of people have never, never been, myself included, for football or any other purpose. Um, so that's disappointing. But let's look at it this way. Um, that gives us a damn good chance to beat them now, I would say, in that game. Yeah. And now that those bans will be finished, assuming they don't uh, do the same against us, um, then presumably their game against Spain will be with a crowd.
1: You'd imagine so. Yes,
0: a crowd that maybe aren't used to uh, going to games, so will be even more uh, ravenous and excited than normal. Perhaps possibly. Maybe yes.
1: I'm um, that is that silver lining you're so talking maybe about. maybe
0: that might just work in our favour if we can, if we can, if we can beat them, and maybe they can hold Spain or even beat Spain, then um, then maybe we might be, uh, maybe we might be getting through to the finals after all. Oh, I like your thinking now. Well, yeah, you got in a bit of a positive spin. Now, yeah. uh, just to wrap up, there are a couple of other of, notable uh, groups uh, down in League B, which is obviously where we don't want to be. So we've we've absolutely got to get something against Croatia each time we play them, just to make sure we stay. You know, in the middle, because there's not much room for error when you've only got three teams, as we've no. seen before in, you know, tournament play and stuff. You can easily, you can easily, one, one, and you've also not got enough games to, to recoup if you, you know, get off to a bad start. Um, so in League B, Group 3, uh, we've got Austria, Northern Ireland and Bosnia-Herzegovina. So that's who Northern Ireland have got. Um, And how about this for a league? Uh, League B Group Four. This is an absolute perler. Denmark, Republic of Ireland, and Wales. Yeah. So the rep have got Wales again, and they've just played Denmark in their in the playoff as well, haven't they? So the Republic of Ireland did. Mm. So um, so they're well. uh, They know each other quite a lot, and one of those three teams who I would all say are all. You know, um, uh, very much cemented uh, European nations these days. One of them is going to find themselves in League C uh, the next time round because one of them has to get relegated.
1: That's right, yeah. Which will be interesting.
0: It's going to be very interesting after these promotions and relegations happen. I really mm, think can it I, is. It's going to make it. Point... Sorry, go, go on.
1: on. I was saying, can I point out one other one from League B? Yes. Czech Republic against Slovakia. Obviously, Ooh. Czechoslovakia, that's, that's a, a local uh, local derby. Yeah. Yes.
0: Oh, that could be, be tasty. Mm. I would imagine extra police presence would be an early prediction. <laughs> I would make for that. And yep. all the way down in, let's not forget, all the way down in League C, the minnows of Group 1, Albania, Israel and Scotland. <laughs> uh, enjoy, Scotland. Let's hope that you don't... Uh, mess that up as well and end up in League D because there's or some could... gr- oh there's some brilliant groups in 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 League D. Have you seen some of these? Uh, how, yeah. How, how about uh, this one's my favourite? Andorra, Kosovo, San Marino, and Gibraltar. Oh, there's going to be some there's going to be some quality football played in that group. But I it's think be- this is
1: what the this it, is what those smaller nations need. I think is the potential to move up a space and play better yeah. teams um, rather than getting spanked.
0: Six, seven, eight, nil. exactly and how brilliant for you know Andorra's fans they might actually win a couple of games in there and one of the other things as well which is good obviously one of them is going to go up to the next uh, to the next lot but also in addition to that one of the um yeah what the top four teams that don't qualify for Euro 2020 enter a playoff with one finals place on offer. So one of the teams who are in League D, who are the worst 16 teams in Europe, one of them is guaranteed to get to the European Championships, which I think is quite cool.
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's a good, good way of getting one of them in for some...
0: Yeah, Decent make it bottle, harder yeah. overall, but give one person a little golden ticket. I like that.
1: That, that little reward, yes. Yeah, I like
0: yeah. it. Okay, well, um, yes, I'm still a fan of the Nations League at the moment. Let's see how it all pans out. Um, but no, overall, I like it. Um, okay, that's enough of that. Now, uh, moving on. Uh, oops, where have I... Uh, we're done with that. Uh... uh, 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 uh. I'm now going to do some very unprofessional filling because I've completely lost what I was trying to find. Oh, there we go. That was what I was... Uh, It's now time for this. Russell's News. All
1: that effort. (laughs) You you could have left it somewhere else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could... Oh, oh there. Russell's News. There we go. The jingle's so good; they played it twice. It's on loop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, g- give us some news because there there's, there's a been there's been a few things, isn't there? A couple of things. A little
1: bit floating around. Uh, England's Player of the Year 2017 were announced, and <laughs> in the the seniors, so have a have a little scratch of your head. Who do you think?
0: Oh, the player it's of a the year. One that isn't it. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, because we're very much a complete team unit and in no way any sort of one-man team at the moment.
1: That one man is Harry Kane, of course. Scored seven in six and apparently polled 75% of the votes. You got mine. Uh, did he? Did he I, do you know, I don't even think I voted.
0: Oh, dear. Uh, you heathen. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable.
1: <laughs> and the under-21s. Now, I guess this is probably a little bit harder, uh, um, bearing in mind, <clears throat> excuse me, they um uh, their their summers that they've had, uh, but goalkeeper and Everton goalkeeper Jordan Pickford mm. polled thirty three percent of the votes. Who so I think he's going to be an up and coming keeper. I think we all do, don't we? I think we know it.
0: Definitely, yeah, absolutely. And it still will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, when the uh, when the deck is shuffled, shall we say, uh, and whether or not he can actually secure a place as the next you know, the next uh, proper keeper, really, or if he's actually going to have to wait a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, Everton have picked up a little bit now, haven't they? Um, Obviously, they had a dreadful start. Um, They're now doing a little bit better. Yeah, I think he was a fair enough winner of that. As you say, there were a few, there were quite a few options because obviously the the under-21s had done so well this year. Um, But, yeah, well done, well done to Jordan Pickford. Uh, The women's, weirdly, they were actually back in... December or November, I seem to recall, because we talked about it then. I've got no idea why that might be, but but there we go. Um, now we touched on it very briefly earlier, but there have been our remaining friendlies have been announced. Yes,
1: I have. We've got two friendlies lined up um, in preparation for the World Cup. I, th- I think in the past we've had we've generally had three friendlies. I think. I would um, agree. But this time we've decided we're just going to have two friendlies. Okay. Um, we have decided on Nigeria. Um, they're going to come to Wembley on the 2nd of June. So you would imagine that they are our equivalent for... Um, Algeria? Hon- uh, no, no, no. Um, Panama. Oh, they're our
0: Panama equivalent,
1: are they? Okay. I be- are they Panama? I don't know. No, yeah. Which, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I'm thinking at the moment now. Uh, however, uh, yeah, second of June, um, <laughs> we we played them twice before, beat them in 1994, and I remember this one, a nil-nil draw in Japan. Yes. Um, the 2002 World Cup. That did was you, did that you was a
0: game.
1: I did, yes, that was that was incredibly hot that day, and and from what I can remember, very little happened.
0: Yeah, I, 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 yes, I remember very little happening. I remember going and watching it at a pub that opened at like half four in the morning or something to <laughs> to show it. And they tempt everyone in with free bacon sandwiches, which is quite a good effort. And yeah. then everyone left the pub hammered and it was only like 10 o'clock in the morning outside. It was very surreal. Um, I can't, I'm, I can't see them selling Wembley out for that game, can you?
1: Uh, probably not, but I imagine there'll be quite a a large Nigerian contingent there. What with the yes. uh, probably the Nigerian contingent in and around the London area. Um, probably not a. Uh, well, I don't know. Last game before Wembley. It will depend on how these, what the the squad is announced and what these next few friendlies coming up may be like. Um, And what what the hype in the uh, the media is like. We'll have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that the the stadium will be full or be reported as full. It's whether or not they actually sell those tickets or end up, you know, sort of uh, giving them away to some uh, local Nigerians. Right. You know, it seems to be the sort of thing that Wembley uh, might do. Uh, Now, there's another game. No, no. We have long called for friendlies away from Wembley. And shock horror, there is one.
1: We are. We're going to Elland Road in Elland Leeds.
0: Road, of all that's
1: all right. right. We're going to play Costa Rica. Costa Rica aren't going to know what's hitting when they turn up at Leeds, are they? No,
0: they're not. I doubt they're <laughs> going to bring many fans. No, that's true.
1: Uh, so June the eighth, uh, we go there. Uh, we've only played them once before, a nil-nil draw, of course, a couple of years ago in the the World Cup. Yep. Uh, and we have actually played in Leeds before. Um, we lost to Italy back in two thousand and two. That was a not a was a warm up game for the two thousand and two World Cup, but sort of in March time.
0: Now uh, I like this because uh, playing away from Wembley is a good thing. Yeah. um playing out also as well playing somewhere that's uh not Wembley or Old Trafford is also a good thing in my opinion why why not play a game at Elm Road I like that um the also as well I see what they're doing because they it basically it's going to replicate more like the sort of stadiums that we're going to be playing in um in Russia so I yeah. understand that that's good the only issue I've got with it is it's on a bloody Thursday night
1: Yes. Well, well, yeah, what about they... us
0: poor southerners? they got come from the south. Do they never think of anyone in the south at the FA? What's wrong with them?
1: <laughs> I can hear people shouting at you, "Oi, power!" What about us <laughs> up north? Up north going down? Um, yeah, that's just I just, just jest, how it's. Of course, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no Leeds will be Leeds will be interesting. It's a nice tight ground there, isn't it? Yeah. Um and and obviously Leeds they get get behind their team there.
0: Well that um, will and... sell out. I'm sure that'll be a sellout uh, oh, without yeah. any problems whatsoever. Because yeah, so again, be a good it's one. easy, easy striking distance for, 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 for anyone, Oop North. Um and obviously they've been itching uh for a game that doesn't involve The M1 for some time, so um, looks like they finally got it, so that's good. Um, Now, uh, the final bit of news to round up um, there is a new England manager, and it's someone who, well, I thought I never would have guessed.
1: So, you you heard about this as well, did you? I did, (laughs) (laughs) it has been in the news, yeah. Phil Neville, Phil
0: Phil Neville, Neville. Hmm. yeah
1: has been awarded the England National Seniors Manager's Job.
0: Hmm. (sighs) It's a funny one, isn't it? It's a funny one. So all he's done, from what I can imagine, is he was Brother Gary's assistant?
1: At where well, he was, he was at Valencia um, for a little while before Gary was over there. Um, right. Yes, he's um,
0: and did any, anything?
1: Not great deal. No, no, um, no. To, to be fair, no, no. Um, he um, he's had one game, I think, in charge of his. Um, is it Salford City? Salford City, yeah. Um I'm scratching my head really as to to what else he's he's really done. I mean he's made a big deal that he's got his UEFA pro license. Ugh, they um, bloody all got
0: that, haven't they? That's what does why, that even mean? Nothing.
1: It, was assistant to England under-21 boss Stuart Pearce in the, if you remember, the disappointing 2013 European Championships campaign. Mm. Um, and he kind of hung around David Moyes at Old Trafford.
0: <laughs> he hung around David Moyes. Nice. Yes. Is that actually on his CV? <laughs> so I hung around David Moyes for a bit, for about eight months, like a bad smell. I bet he'd be really annoying as well, wouldn't it? He? he would hang around in an annoying way. He'd be there before you were, annoying. <laughs>
1: so yeah this this is really um this has made made the news hasn't it um he apparently there was a i think the the england contingent looked or had a had a, a list of about 140 candidates and they whittled it down to 40 um and then they whittled it down to about six and and everyone just fell by the wayside pulled themselves out didn't want it and, uh, and there was Phil sort of just standing there. Well, how about me? Oh, I've got, <laughs> me, I've got a pro licence.
0: Should they, should they not have a short list of people that are interested in the role? Not just like a random selection of names?
1: I'm just taking a look into this. Uh, I mean, obviously, the interim manager um, was Mo Marley, who played three matches. Um, I mean, she had God a... Dodgy
0: start, l- she had, didn't she? Yeah, but that's right. uh, France that's... a pretty decent outfit.
1: Yeah, and then she had two qualifying victories against uh, Bosnia um, and Kazakhstan, which they scored nine goals, conceded none.
0: Can't ask, um, you can't expect any more than that.
1: No, I mean, so she was in a similar position to to Gareth Southgate, where she's part of the 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 FA setup. Um, Gareth Southgate was interim manager, got the job um, for whatever reason. Momali decided to to pull out, she decided to withdraw. She has now to return to leading the uh, the England's development teams, um, which
0: Cheers,
1: then. yeah, which I'm a bit disappointed really. Yeah, with me that. too.
0: Yeah, me you too. too. Um, so and then as if this wasn't enough, because let's be honest, people were scoffing the moment his name was mentioned, and that was before uh, the Twitter uh, storm, uh, Nevillegate, or whatever you might <laughs> want to call it, before that hit.
1: Yes, I, I and mean, it's well documented um, what what he's said. Oh, tell us uh, anyway,
0: because it's funny. Well, not wow. funny in terms of uh, being sexist, obviously, but funny in terms of he's an idiot.
1: Well, he uh, he's first tweet i think that came under scrutiny was um morning men couple of hours cricket before work sets me up nicely for the day um i think the uh, the key bit in there was uh, morning men mm. um and then obviously people tweeted him back saying um whether he would uh, maybe address women um and he clarified it saying uh, when i said morning men i thought women would be Busy preparing breakfast. Stroke getting kids ready. Stroke making bed. Making beds. <laughs> sorry, morning <laughs> women. <laughs> uh, is, that, is that JCB you've got there, or is it just a shovel you're digging a hole with? Yeah, oh.
0: exactly. But the thing is, the funny the thing is, I don't think he's funny enough to say that in a joking context either. It, had a, you know, had someone else come out and said that, who's actually you know renowned for their comedy then Hmm. it might have been taken a bit differently. But you kind of got the impression that he said it just because that was actually just what fell out of his mouth.
1: Yeah. Um, And then just just to follow that up, um, whilst interacting with his sister and his wife, um, in one tweet, he'd quote, just battered the wife.
0: Nice. Nice. Mm. Uh,
1: Supposedly, it was because they were having a sporting moment. I think they were playing on a table tennis or basketball and, and clearly Phil had beaten his wife who uh um, right got you yeah so he, he hasn't done himself any favours on that front um, it's not the
0: greatest starting note is it no.
1: Um
0: but you know let's see what happens shall we whether or not that leads on to other things uh, I'm not sure um, I mean I think there
1: knows? is the point of should um, should the England women's manager be male um, or female um, and just as a a quick um, guy or, or an idea of what it's like out there in the world i had a quick look at the the top 20 fifa women's rankings and their managers okay. you hazard, hazard a guess to how many are female
0: of the top 20 teams
1: fifa women's yeah teams uh, how many have a female manager Four. Oh, okay no it's seven Oh. So seven female okay. managers, and there are twelve male ones at this present moment. And you're thinking to yourself, seven and twelve out of twenty. Uh, that is because <laughs> the that is because at this present moment the New Zealand um, position is currently vacant.
0: Right, because um, and- Phil Neville can't make his mind up.
1: That's right. Um, and just as another comparison, having a look at the, the current women's FA Super League, I think is what they call that, as opposed to the Premier League. Um, so you've got 10 teams in there, four females, six males. So
0: that's a bit more, bit closer.
1: A bit balanced, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, does it make any difference? don't know, really. I mean.
1: Well, I don't know, really. Um, if if um, teams uh, want to... Get women into the game Then perhaps there should be more Women being brought in to manage Um, Obviously there are Various groups The Women's Sport Trust And and Women in Football And and Kick It Out um, Have said that they would like to see more females in the jobs, but I think it's just going to be a, a time thing.
0: Well, exactly. It's, I would have thought, though, it's also, yeah, as you say, a bit more of a... There's going to be a time lag on that, isn't there? Because if you think the vast majority of managers uh, come from players who have retired from the game, well, the women's game 30 years ago barely existed, certainly not in a professional capacity. Mm. So it's going to take a bit of time, isn't it? It's those people that are playing now who retire, then do their badges, then decide they you know, still want a career in football gonna. T- that's not going to happen overnight no, so I guess there, the is, there is automatically going to be a bit of a lag but by the same token yeah I think I think maybe it should be a woman doing it really as you say if you want to promote the game um, as its own sort of entity which I look at it as a it's borderline a separate sport really I think um <clears throat> so I think that there's no there's, there's no harm in um no harm in that at all really. Um and I'm not really sure why they've given him the job at all. Um and I don't think he's likely to win himself uh, a great deal more fans. Um not that he's got any at the moment anyway. Maybe. Oh not
1: on Twitter. After he closed his account down. So there's no fans there.
0: Oh right. Okay. So literally <laughs> you've got no fans literally. <laughs> Um, okay, well, obviously, I suppose we should uh, wish him wish him luck. Or well, it's
1: like going to be a watch this space, though. isn't it?
0: Yep, I guess so. So, uh, as always, uh, at right about this part of the uh, show, we like to do this. Turn that blinking racket down. It's time for hot and not. It is indeed time for hot and not. Uh you can go first, Russ. Why don't you give me why don't you give me your pot?
1: My hot. Uh, Okay, yeah, it's sadly not a hot as such, uh, but more a recognition of two England internationals who have passed away uh, this month of January. Um, Firstly, Cyril Regis um, died on the 14th of January, aged just 59. Um, Of course, Cyril won five England caps between 82 and 87. And despite the amount of goals he scored for West Brom and Coventry, didn't actually find the net for England. And he, he, sadly, he never actually played 90 minutes for the seniors. He was substitute three times and, and substituted twice. Um, and behind Viv Anderson and Laurie Cunningham, he was the third black player to represent England. And I think that's kind of where his legacy will be, um, being a, a trailblazer for the black community in England in, in football, uh, at a time when, when racial tensions were, were quite high.
0: Yes, I think uh, you forget, especially any younger people listening. You, it, it'd be a bit, it'd be, it'd be funny, really, to look back now. Well, not funny, but uh, you know, confusing almost to think of how different times were. Even though it actually wasn't that long ago. You know, we've come on an awful long way, um, thankfully. And as you say, he was really the sort of uh, one of the spearheading characters, if you like, of, uh, of breaking through. I think trailblazer, the word you use there, probably um, uh, you've hit the nail on the head with that one, really. And mm. I think everyone, of course, will remember that goal uh, that he scored as well, which was the, the goal of the season. Do
1: you know what? I'm trying to rack my brains for it.
0: Where he leathered it from absolutely miles out. I God, I don't know who it was against, but it was a heck of a strike, and one 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 goal of the season. One year, seemed to recall it on I don't know what VHS tape. I had <laughs> 101 great goals or something. It's a classic. Uh, a
1: classic one. I'm sure. What YouTube that one? Um, and also I think honorary mention for Jimmy Onfield England right back um, between 59 and 66 won 43 caps and he was captain for 15 of those he he sadly passed away on the 22nd of January from cancer he was 82 uh, he actually played in the, the 62 World Cup in Chile where he was voted the best right back in the world
0: wow yeah
1: um, and he played, played two matches in the warm up to the 66 World Cup but unfortunately he sustained a toe injury against finland and subsequently missed out on the tournament um, and that game against finland was to be the last for his country um, which was incredible shame obviously you'd you'd be gutted missing out on on what was to come that yes. summer um, and much like sir regis he'll be remembered for much um for much more he was a one club man 569 games for Blackpool. Good God. Uh, yeah. And he, he went on to management and he was actually one of the, or part of the board that helped appoint Terry Venables and Glenn Hoddle um, yeah. to their England positions. And of course his voice was heard by many as a BBC commentator for the likes of, um, I think it was on Radio 2 and, and 5 Live uh um, you know, I'm, I'm sure both will be acknowledged in some capacity um, in the forthcoming game against Italy, isn't it at Wembley? Um, it next next month. Are you going? Yes, I've got my Italy tickets. Yes.
0: Yeah. Me, yeah me, so. me too. We should. We yep. must. We must. We must meet for a pint before. Must um. Do. Uh, it was uh, the 1982-81/82 goal of the season uh, for West Bromwich Albion versus Norwich. Oh, okay. Silver Regis. So feel free to look that up before uh, before you finish. Uh, I've got a hot. Uh, my hot is Sir. No, uh, Sir Jeff Hurst, who I met last week. Did you really? Yes, I did. I bumped into him in a car park, <laughs> and <clears throat> true story. And uh, I saw a car pull up. Now I won't. I'm not going to reveal on here, but it had. Let's say it had a recognisable number plate. And right. I looked at the number plate and I thought, God, that'd be a good number plate for someone. And then said someone got out of the car. Um, oh. So obviously he doesn't like to keep a low profile because it's pretty <sighs> bloody obvious who he is from his number plate, weirdly. But anyway, uh, there he was, uh, Jeff Hurst. He was just putting 50p in the meter. And, uh, and it, it turned out I was then stood in the queue behind him, queuing for my ticket. Um, so I did ask him for a picture and even though he was in a hurry he informed me uh, he was good enough to pose for a photo um so that was very and he actually didn't look and he managed he had this it was quite funny because he looked generally not in a very good mood when i approached him and yet he seemed to suspend that completely for the photo for that one second of the photo because he looks really happy in the photo even though he wasn't when i spoke to him so that was uh so that so that was quite good um so yes well done sir jeff not every day you get to meet Someone that has scored a hat trick in a World Cup final.
1: No, so you didn't didn't go down the route of asking for an autograph then.
0: I did not. That I had anything for him to autograph, but no, I didn't. Uh because
1: supposedly he doesn't like giving autographs. I've heard. Oh really? Yeah.
0: I can neither confirm nor deny that. Sadly.
1: Uh, do you know that's that's got me thinking because I think I I have also met a 1966 World Cup winner. Which one? Bobby Charlton. All oh, right. Yeah, I just, just just reminded me that I I was I don't know five six seven and he he opened or was part of a um, sports centre up ah. here um, and yeah I'm sure I've got a photo of that somewhere as well ah oh there we go
0: there we go now uh, what's your knot?
1: Uh, my knot ah uh, yeah FIFA <laughs> and they their, uh, their world. Yeah, unfortunately, FIFA and their World Cup ticket allocations. Um, So these are the the amounts that we have been allocated um, for England fans against our oppositions uh, this summer. So against Tunisia, two thousand eight hundred and sixteen tickets. Brilliant. What's the capacity? uh, do you know? I didn't even go down that route, but I imagine I think it's at least majority, thirty-five, forty. Yeah, thirty-five, forty thousand. Yeah. yeah. Um, against Panama, we've got two thousand eight hundred fifty-five. Belgium, two thousand one hundred and nineteen. Which is
0: annoying because that's the one that everyone wants to go to. Everyone
1: wants to go to that one, and you just think, oh, we just, we supporters deserve more. Tickets um to follow their country um when now, you consider the do you
0: think that FIFA do this because I know it's a problem for England, okay uh but it, that can't be assuming that Panama have got the same two thousand eight hundred and fifty five tickets that's going to be enough for Panama, isn't it?
1: You would imagine so, I can't even it imagine that enough. they would fill that
0: no exactly, it'll probably be qu- enough for quite a lot of countries, England are easily one of the if not the best supported teams as everyone knows most other countries don't travel in anything like the numbers that we do so are these numbers that are smaller? And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm mm, not course. supporting FIFA in any way, as you well know. <laughs> um, but, you know, are these, are these, is it is it done like that? Because for most people, actually, that is enough. And actually, it's only England and maybe, say, Germany that this might be a problem for. Um, or is it a matter of actually they just think that they can maximise revenues by selling the tickets to the general public?
1: Really don't know. Obviously, the the general public should be allowed to to come in and and watch the the pinnacle of the the sport. Um, but in a stadium that, as we say, holds between thirty five to forty thousand, you'd think for each of those group games, we we could be at least allocated five thousand. Yeah,
0: um, I mean, there'll be
1: there'll be five thousand going to to Holland in in March. So there is that. Obviously that. Um, amount of people that would be prepared to go. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, even
0: the final five thousand one hundred. Well, there's a capacity is like, well, it's got to be sixty, seventy thousand, doesn't it? For that for
1: one, final. yeah. Mm. And that, they've that,
0: given again, us five thousand tickets. Great.
1: There's not. It's a tiny amount. Um, I...
0: But I, I was reading that if you applied for anything other than category C, you would probably get a ticket. Did you read that email?
1: Uh, I. I did read it and I thought I've I've just gone for category C in the yeah, Belgian I thought, game. Yeah,
0: it's, a, it's a fat lot good sending me after that after yeah. I've applied, was kind of what I thought. So. Um, and whilst it would have been great to apply for category A for them, I didn't have a spare like four grand <sighs> chuck at tickets on the off chance that I might have got one.
1: And you often find that someone will say, oh, I was was in Category A and, oh, you're sitting next to me. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, next to each other. No better. Yeah,
0: absolutely true. Absolutely true. And also, I'd rather be in Category C with other England fans Mm, uh, than, well, than anywhere else, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My not, uh, following on your theme of FIFA, my not is the FA again. Um, and this time it is uh for the recent mess up with the appointment of uh Mr Philip of Neville um I don't I don't know why they haven't appointed a woman really I think they probably should have for the benefit of the game they want to promote the game and grow the game I think a logical move would have been that I think the one that they had seemed uh, Mo Marley seemed to do like she was doing a reasonable job she seemed incredibly well qualified because I remember we spoke even though we'd not heard of her we spoke about her when uh, obviously they had the whole uh, furore uh, with the previous uh, appointment that we probably can't talk about for legal reasons still. <laughs> um, so it made it would have made all sense, wouldn't it, really? Why not just to give her the job? Uh, but no, they've decided that they would give it to uh, Phil Neville. Um, you know, he's not a great name in the game. He's not a massively experienced... Coach, So really, it makes no sense. Plus, nobody bloody likes him. No one likes Phil Neville, anybody. No one <laughs> likes him. How he has won 60 odd bloody England caps and at least once has been captain of England is nothing short of a disgrace, quite frankly. And uh, for him now to be manager of one of our teams, uh, wow! Well, I don't know. It's a bamboozling one for me. Um you know all right, yeah, great. He was a great club servant, okay, fine, well, all right, but he were he never should have won sixty on England caps as far as I'm concerned, and I just really associate him uh with a period of um of England football that was uh well flattered to deceive and certainly failed to live up to expectations.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. That period that he was in um, wasn't the best of times, was it? So oh, should, Romania, uh, should a- that Romania tackle oh. in the last minute. Was yeah, it was, not yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, so should a car with the, the number plate P Neville pull up next to you, you won't be going for a photo with him.
0: In the <laughs> <car park. laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> no, I won't. No, I definitely will not. Um, no. Uh, I think that is about all we've got time for. Um, and indeed, well, it's, it's actually time to call time for me because I do have a, a rather sad announcement and it is with a, it's with a heavy heart that I am having to pass the proverbial podcast baton on um, because today will, in my official capacity as podcast host, be my last um because my work commitments sadly will mean that I just don't have the time to give this my all anymore and if I can't do it all properly then quite frankly um I'm not prepared to do it at all because it's it's not worth it's not worth doing half arsed. Um but I am delighted to say that Russell you will be taking over the mantle on a full time basis well, I'm um, going to
1: try, yes.
0: Yes, I'm very excited to hear the direction you're planning on taking the podcast. Everything else will continue as normal. Uh, of course, you can still hit us up on Twitter at uh, Three Lions Podcast. Russell will be taking over that account. And of course, you can find us on Facebook as well if you search. 3 lines podcast you will find our group on there uh which I will also remain in um so you can still catch up with us all in there i am sure this means that there Will be some opportunities for others to get involved. I've had lots of people contact me already in the past before I even announced this that uh, saying they might like to get involved. So if you are one of those people, please feel free to reach out because uh, Russell might require some potential assistance moving forward. Isn't that right, Russ?
1: That is yes yeah, an option that we're uh, probably likely to take up. I think we'll uh, we'll we'll get the first one out un, out from our belt um, next month and yeah. and see how we go from there. But um, I just want to say yeah thank you for uh, for getting this up and running, um, taking me on board, taking me under your wing, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah thanks you've uh, you, you've set the bar high and I hope I can continue with it.
0: I have every faith in the world that you will, Russ, and I'm just delighted that it will continue in some capacity um i'd like to say it will be uh Auf Zayn, Until the next time, as opposed to a firm goodbye, um, I will still be watching England games. And we shall have a uh, commemorative pint to mark the occasion uh, prior to the Italy game. I think that would probably be a good idea. At one I event.
1: think so. Let's, right, let's meet excellent.
0: up. Right. So everyone else, thank you so much. It's been emotional. And for the last time, uh, I've been Ryan Power signing off saying... Come on, England!